Welcome to EndTheBible.com, where we tell everyone the truth about God's Word, expose the devil for the lies he tells, and mentor people one-on-one in a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Stay tuned for today's special Bible episode on EndTheBible.com. Let's talk prayer. And now, we take prayer for granted. We truly, truly do. It's something that we should be modeling in our lives every day. And I think sometimes we have this misconception that prayer is something where you may be standing up on your knees. Honestly, God hears you no matter how you prostrate yourself. Now, but what's important is in order to develop an intimacy with God, we have to do prayer a lot more often than what we would expect or think. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, it says, Give us this day our daily bread. So that's saying that every day we should be praying and praying and reading our Bible on a regular basis. If we're not praying, if we're not reading our Bible on a regular basis, how do we expect to get to a point that we are able to wait on the Lord the way He intends for us to wait on Him. How are we able to talk to Him when things are good, when things are bad? I think we tend to go to God when things are not doing that well, but reality of it is, why would you just only want to talk to somebody when things are good? Why don't you want to say something? It says daily. This is something... Prayer is something we need every single day. Pray daily for the forgiveness of your sins. We do sins all the time. Sins of omission, sins of commission. We may do stuff to people and then or do things we don't know. We need to be praying every day. What does he say about that? In his prayer, when he teaches you how to pray, he says in Matthew 6 and 12, and forgive our debts. So that's something that you owe to somebody else, as we also have forgiven our debtors. So he looks at it two different ways. He says, I need you to forgive the people who did wrong to you. I need you to be also asking for forgiveness. But don't walk around here in a situation where we think we got it together and we don't owe nobody nothing. And we're perfect. There's nobody in this world that's perfect. Not one person. If you're not praying and asking God for the things that you may do, well, that shows a little bit about where you are. And we just need to be modeling the prayer. And we don't always have to come to Him with complaints. We can just thank Him. That's a a beautiful way in order to be able to pray to God and know that He sees us. There's no shame in us being able to come to God and tell Him what's going on. Or thank him for what he's done. Or thank him for the waiting he's putting us in. We can approach God boldly through Jesus. You know, we need to understand our needs. We need to understand that the veil was ripped. It's no longer a situation where you can't go to God and ask God for stuff. If we look in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 and verse 16, all the way through, it says, So then... Since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, 
Jesus, the son, he is the person we should be listening to. He should be the one we're praying to. We need to be okay with going to God. Whether we feel we did good, we did bad, whatever the case may be. In that verse it says, Since then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. The high priest is our the high priest of ours understands our weaknesses. He already know. For he faced all of the same tests and we do, yet he didn't sin. Well, unfortunately, we're not him. But that doesn't mean we can't come to him because it says in the next line, So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There will we receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us then when we need it the most. So you need to be able to come to God and talk to him. Whether it was sexting you was doing, it was lying you was doing, it was stealing you was doing, it's pornography you looking at, whatever the situation happens to be, whichever one, if you are in a fornication relationship or you're or an adulterous situation, God is asking you to come to him and talk to him. That's all he's asking. You're supposed to be able to understand that God gives us a lot of grace and a lot of mercy. He's not asking for any of us to be perfect in the things that we do. That is the purpose of prayer. And, you know, even though we messed up, He is telling us to come to Him very boldly before the throne of grace. He's not saying, go in there scared, upset, mad, shy, not sure how to speak to Him. He said, go in there boldly. Say, say what it is that you want. Say what it is that you need him to forgive you for. Say what it is that you want him to make a difference in your life doing. Don't carry all that worry. Don't carry all that shame. Don't walk around with that anxiety thinking, ooh, it might not work tomorrow. It's not going to work the next day. We don't know what it's going to do. We don't know what it's going to do for the next 10 minutes from now. We know that he says, cast all your anxiety on the Lord, on him. He said, just take it on. Let me take it on. Let me take it on. He didn't say, you take it on. He said, I can take it on. Cast your cares on me. And if we look at 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7, it says, so humble yourself under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift up and you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to him. He cares about you. So to that single mom that's out there and you don't know whether or not God cares about you, he does. Or to that dad who's walked out on his family, you don't know if he cares about you, he does. How about the lady who's out there selling her body? He cares about you. Give all them cares to him. The child who's been molested, the adult who's been raped. He said, cast all those cares on me. Jesus got that. He's not asking you to be perfect. He just asking you to come to him, talk to him, and know that when you talk to him, he's going to make it all right. It's not going to be the way we want it to be. 
that wayward child that's running around and is saying, hmm, I heard Jesus and my mama acted this way and my dad acted this way and I don't want nothing with Jesus at all. He's saying, cast all that on him. Can't pay my bills. Don't know what's going to happen if I tell her the truth or him the truth about this situation. God said, cast all them cares on him. He said, why are you trying to handle it? I got this. I can do it better than you can. I can do it way better than you can. We should be allowing ourselves to pray about everything and not worry about anything. I'm going to say that again. We should be allowing ourselves to pray about everything and not worrying about anything. So those who are walking around in sin and you don't know whether or not your parents are going to accept you if you tell them this or if your spouse is going to accept you if you tell them that, let God handle that. Let God worry about that. You just do what God say to do. And that's just be imitators in Him and come and speak the truth in grace and in love to the person. And we look in Philippians chapter 4 and we look at verses 6 and 7. It says, don't worry about anything. Hold on. It said, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Let me let that sink for a minute. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. So he's saying, not only just tell me what's going on, but also thank him. Thank him for the things he didn't give you, because they could have been a problem for you. Thank him for it. Thank him for the time you didn't get the job. Thank him for the time that you, that you lost the job. Thank him for the time when the child walked away and was like, oh, I don't need you. Thank God for those. It says, God tells, tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He's done. Then you will experience God's peace. Yes, I know something medically bothering you and it's not right. That's okay. Which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. But it's only going to live there if we choose to reverence Him, understand Him, give Him the problem, instead of us taking on the problem. As we take on the problem, we tell God, you ain't got it. You don't know what to do. And God's saying, I know what to do. I just need you to let me do it. That's it. Prayer is not nothing difficult. It's nothing hard. It's, once again, like I said, it is however God gives it to you. So you need to talk to Him, tell Him about it, and leave it there. Leave the situation right there. That baby daddy that's saying, I'm not going to take care of the kid or I'm ignoring you right now today, leave it there. God has it. Talk to Him so much that you don't know what to do. In 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verses 17 and 18, it was going to emphasize 
us praying continually and giving thanks in all circumstances. All of them. Not some. All of them. It's a pray continually. Everybody knows what continually means. Doesn't mean for five minutes. Doesn't mean for ten minutes. It means for a long time. All the time. It says give thanks in all circumstances. Not just when my grades weren't good. Just when I lost my job. Just when I couldn't pay my light bill. He said all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. The question is, will you pray continually to him and give him the problem instead of you walking around with it? That's the question. I asked a very tough question the other day. Uh, my spouse has said, why is it that so many men think it's so difficult to be able to juggle wife, life, home, career, children? And it was described to me that some guys have all these balls and they're juggling. You got the wife ball, you got the kid ball, you got the career ball. And you juggling them. You juggling them like no other. But that's the problem. You juggling them and not God. You didn't give it to God. God gave them to you for you to be able to pray about them, take care of them with the provision He gave you. That's it. And instead, oh God, I got it. I got it. Yeah, you gave me all this. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, God. I got it. I got it. I got it. But if I drop this, God says it's going to be all right. Give it over to me. I'm going to make it right. You just got to keep on talking to me so that I can assist you in all that's going on with you. Don't take me out in the middle of it because you want to be in the center. You get out and I'll come in. And I'll do what I said I was going to do. You just got to let me do it. Once again, make sure you're praying continuously. Yes, praying continually can be something difficult when we find ourselves in some hard situations. But, you know, that's what God tells us. Prayer is something you got to do in faith. It's got to be something you, you trust Him to do even when you don't see how it's going to work out you have to pray in faith we look in James chapter 1 1 verse 6 it says but when we ask for wisdom you must believe and not doubt so that's the first portion you're going to ask and you're going to believe God that you're going to make it so like if you're going through a tough medical situation and you want God to bring you through that situation got to ask him. And you got to believe that he's going to bring you through. You can't doubt whether or not he's going to answer your question. Because the, the Bible clearly tells you that you're a person who, if you're doubting, then you like seas in the waves. But we know that seas in the waves, they move, they bump, they jump, they go up, they go down, they go all types of ways. That's the reality of when you're asking God for something. You need to be firm and steady like the concrete that's outside. And no matter how hard you stomp on it, guess what? It's not going to move. You may move.
by your foot hurting, but it's not going to move. And you need to take the opportunity to not doubt. You can't be blown from the left and to the right and then saying, oh God, I need you to bless me. You know, things are going to get tough. No, it's not going to happen when you think it's going to happen. It's going to happen when God is ready for it to happen. It's going to be the way God intended for it to be. Oh, Lord, please don't let that loved one go away because they're sick. But if that's what God needs to happen at this moment, that's what God is going to allow to happen. And we need to be okay that God is going to let that happen in our lives. He's. If you want to talk more about how to pray in sickness, then we just want to go into James chapter 5 and look at verses 14 through 16 and see what he says about that because I know when tough times hit a person and it's medical with our family, our friends, our spouse, loved ones, co-workers, and we know some sickness is about to incure, endure, or show up in the situation, we need to stop and say, okay, God, I just need you to help in this situation the best way you know how. And we need to be praying that all of our sins are forgiven. The prayers of the righteous person is powerful. You need to know that if you are living right and doing what God is asking you to do, if you confess your sin, God's going to clean it up. God's going to do what he needs to do. Now, is he necessarily going to do it the way you want him to do it? No. But is he going to do it? Yes. And James 5, 16 says, Confess your sin to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. So, don't pray for me if you're not asking God to forgive your sins. Because I need your sins to be forgiven just like my sins need to be forgiven so that God can heal everything. Because he says that prayer that comes out of that righteous person is very powerful. It's one that can make waves into the ground. But if we're not choosing to live a righteous life and we're not choosing to believe, then how can we believe that this is going to happen? Confess your sins. The person who may be going through the tough time and the person who decided to pray, confess your sins so God can hear exactly what it is that you're doing or you need from Him. Not what you're doing what you would need from him. You got to dare to pray for great things. You know, so many times we're praying these little bitty prayers. Oh, Lord, let me feel better tomorrow. Oh, God, thank you for the day. No, no offense to those who are there with the little prayers. It's okay. But God, can you do X, Y, and Z? You know, the things that are big in your mind afraid to ask God about them. Save that unsaved loved one who may be walking around here and sin for 10 years. Yeah, you asking God to do something. Is it that business that you're saying, okay, God, look, I really need you to bless me in this area because I want to do great things for many, many people, Lord. So please bring in multiple customers inside my business. It's okay to ask God. Lord, can you make me a worldwide business? It's okay. Just know that what you're doing should edify. Ask God for the greater things, just like Elijah did. In James 5, 17 and 18, Elijah was a human being, even as we were. Okay? He prayed earnestly 
that it would not rain. Now, you know asking for it not to rain. It's a pretty big task that someone is asking. And it's almost impossible to say, okay, I pray and it rain. You don't know. Those are impossible prayers. And guess what? It did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed. And the heaven gave rain. And the earth produced its crops. And these people were in a time that they needed food. And this rain was not coming. But if that's what God is asking of you to pray something big that you really got to say it was him and not you, that's what he's looking for. He's really looking for. I've been asked sometimes, hey, does God really hear my prayers? What if I really messed up? Is God listening to me? Well, let's put all that aside. It said God hears and answers prayers. He is near to his children. Always. If you would just open up and tell God what you would like, God hear you. Now remember, your motives got to be right. Whatever it is you're asking, then it's got to be within his will. Some say, oh, I don't know his will. Come on. When you say, Lord, I need this person to get saved, do you know what's in his will? Yes. Lord, you need me to give up that tough thing. You know what's in his will. All you got to do is pray about it. But God do hear us. He affirms that in Psalms 34 and verses 15 through 18. It says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So if you're asking, is God really, really listening to you? You have to understand that there couldn't, shouldn't be any evil that's going on. Okay? To cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. That's what he does. The righteous cries out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those. To those who are what? Who are what? Have a broken heart. And such as have a contrite spirit. So you you somebody God, God near you. God near you. He's talking to you. Want you to talk to him so he can talk back to you. But he, he looking at you and saying, You're doing evil. I don't know if I can help you. You need to be doing right. If you pray you want him to save you, he hear you all day. If you're saying you want to confess your sins and you're going to do better, he hear you all day. It says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. We over here wondering, is it a good time to pray to God or not or what? He said, pray continually and seek him while he is yet around so you can see where he is. It says in Isaiah 55 and 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near you. Not later, not 20 years later, not five years later. Pray that he hears your voice. Everything you do, you make sure you acknowledge him, you talk to him. It's an easy conversation. Kids sometimes get caught up in saying, I don't know if I know how to pray. You can talk. It's all God asks you to do. Open up. Talk to him like you talk to your friends. Adults here too. Talk to him like you talk to your buddies. The Lord will hear you in your time of trouble. In Psalms 15, 50 and 15, 
It says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I'll deliver you and you shall be glorified. You shall be glorified. Call on him. Call on him. He got you. God answers intercession prayer. So sometimes somebody may need you to pray for them. He hears that. That person who's in trouble, that person who's wondering if God really hears me, he says, God answers intercession prayers. We can see this in several places in the book of Acts. But we'll go to Acts 12 and 12 for the sake of this. When he had considered this, he realized that the angel had rescued him from prison. He came to the house of Mary and the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. You could see multiple people were praying for someone else at that moment. It's okay to pray for somebody who don't have the ability to do it. Do it for them. They need it. They need it more than you can imagine. Just make sure you're taking the time to truly seek him on how his will needs to be done in a situation. Ask him. Call on him. Jesus is not going to leave us out there. If you don't call on him, who else will? And always pray for forgiveness in your prayers. Ask him to forgive you in your prayers. Because it's important. He don't want us walking around here with a lot of stuff hindering us. And I'll leave you with this. That Jesus wants us to bring it to him. If we look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Your good father says to you, come to me, all who are labor or heavy laden. And I will give you rest. He said, I'm going to make you relax. He said, take my yoke. Take what I got. Because you know what? It's way easier than what you walk around with. He's a gentle God. He got you. All you got to do is pray to him. And he hears you. He says, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden super light. And I want you to know that Jesus hears you if you truly call on him and ask him to be a part of your life and your marriage and your family with your friends. Call on him and see what he do for you. Thank you for joining us on InTheBible.com. Until next time, study to show yourself approved, a workmanship that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Once again, we thank you for joining us on InTheBible.com podcast. Don't forget to visit our website and send your prayer request.